Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about Ted Lasso, and we're going to be really looking at the concept of how do you know if your idea is any good? Because what's interesting about Ted Lasso is that on the surface, Ted Lasso is not exactly the newest, freshest, most original idea at all, right? On the surface, Ted Lasso is actually just major league. Sure, it takes place in soccer rather than in baseball, but you essentially have the exact same setup, right? You have the nasty owner who has inherited her husband's team and is now trying to drive it into the ground. You have the unsuspecting coach who's trying to win with the bad news bears of soccer who ends up turning his team around against the odds, right? It's the same story, literally just major league. And yet, Ted Lasso is able to hit a place of transcendence that we rarely see in a 30-minute comedy, right? Ted Lasso is actually able to do things that Major League, as funny as it may have been, doesn't manage to achieve. We're artists, so we all have this desire to do something really good, and we have this fear that maybe our ideas aren't good enough, right? That maybe I just have to keep thinking, keep planning until I come up with that one great idea. And of course, this this fear gets exacerbated by the industry, right? Which says, you know, what's your logline? What's your outline? What's your treatment? Show us the plan. Show us how you know this is going to be good. What differentiates your work? Why is this different, right? Why today? Why now, right? We have all of these kind of voices chattering in our heads, telling us what our script is supposed to be. And, you know, when we're starting out with a little baby script and, you know, it's still kind of drooling on itself and, you know, it doesn't walk right yet. And the truth is that this early stage, it is just a reboot of Major League or something else that you've seen and sometimes consciously and sometimes not consciously, but it's probably riddled with cliches not that you put in on purpose, but that you just kind of inherited, right? You know, sure, sometimes the brilliant idea just comes to you, but so often our initial ideas are kind of crappy. Um, and so it's easy to feel like, well, uh, what am I supposed to do? I can't, I can't start writing. I, I don't want to start writing some crappy idea that's not going to take me anywhere, right? No, I have to keep figuring out the idea. I need the better idea. I don't have the right idea. And what I'd like to suggest to you is, sure, if the screenwriting gods are kind and oh, the screenwriting gods come down and they give you the perfect idea, please take it. Say, thank, thank you, screenwriting gods. Thank you. Thank you, screenwriting gods. I will take this idea. I will run with it. I will turn it into something beautiful. But what I'd encourage you to do is that if the screenwriting gods do not give you that brilliant idea, if they only give you a piece of an idea or a thought that's maybe even been seen before, but that for some reason you want to write, well, don't run away from that. Don't allow the most insecure part of you to cut you off from the direction you need to take. Um, it is my sincere belief, having worked with thousands of writers, from little baby writers to Academy and Tony Award-winning writers, it is my sincere belief that you can make anything good. Because you want to remember, 
the successful writers come to me for the same reason that the emerging writers come for me. Writers come to me when the script is not working. And even some of the best writers in the industry hit that place where I don't know how to make it work. It doesn't feel like a good idea anymore. And so if that happens to you, what I want you to remember is that you can make anything good if you are willing to push on it hard enough. You can make anything good as long as you are willing to push on it hard enough. I'm going to say it a third time. You can make anything good as long as you are willing to push on it hard enough. If you take the movie Mannequin and you push on it hard enough, it turns into Lars and the Real Girl. And if you take the movie Major League and you push on it hard enough, it turns into Ted Lasso. So the main thing you want to be running for, don't try to find the idea that's good enough because even if you think you've got a brand new idea, the chances are early in its development, someone's seen something like it. Someone's thought of it before. You know, even Darwin came up with the idea of evolution. But a lot of people don't know that some other dude actually beat him to it. The dude whose name you'll never know, who actually sent him a one-page paper going, yo, Darwin, I know you're working on something similar. Hey, would you check this out? Because I think I figured out this thing called evolution, right? That wasn't because Darwin cheated or this guy cheated, right? It was just in the zeitgeist, right? And so you need to understand that your idea is out there, but the execution of your idea is not. And your idea probably isn't good enough when you start. But in the execution of it, if you're willing to push on it hard enough, you will make it worthy. You will make it beautiful. You will make it good. So the most important thing to run towards is not the great idea. The most important thing to run towards is the passion. So if you don't know what to write, make a list of the ideas you have and run towards whichever one is most exciting. And know that, sure, somewhere along the line, you're going to think it's the worst idea ever. And then you're going to come out the other side and you're going to realize it's the best idea ever. And then you're going to lose it again. You're going to be bored with it. And you're going to think it's the worst idea ever. And then you're going to realize that something else like it has been made and you're going to have to change it so that it feels different. But run towards your passion not towards the idea, because it's your passion that's actually going to pull you through that idea to the place where you can transform it into something that we actually have not seen before. If you don't know how to follow your passion, you know, sometimes we are not in the happiest places and we look at all our ideas and we go, I'm not passionate about any of them. Pick the one that you kind of like. If you can't even go that far, you can't find the one you kind of like, Ask yourself, well, which one scares me? And run towards the one that you are most scared of. And that will turn into something beautiful. Uh, for a great example of this, watch Swiss Army Man, right, where these writers basically made a list of all the things that they hate in movies and then wrote a movie that did all of these things. So when we look at Ted Lasso, really, what are we talking about? We're talking about an update of Major League that makes such beautifully different decisions. And what's wonderful about Ted Lasso is Ted Lasso is just as silly as Major League. 
Ted Lasso is a silly show with tremendous joke density. Ted Lasso is a show designed to make us laugh. But at the center of Ted Lasso, there's an idea. There's an idea that doesn't exist in Major League. Or if it does exist, exists only way under the surface. And that idea is what happens when you bring a truly positive person into a really unhealthy world? How does the simple act of bringing one beautifully thinking individual, bringing a different point of view, bringing, bringing a person who always operates from their values into a world that operates with no values at all? What happens when you bring a coach whose main focus isn't winning but actually supporting the players, the people around him, and doing the right thing into a professional sports franchise. What happens when you bring a person who is primarily motivated by something other than ego into a world where everyone is motivated by ego? What would happen if we just brought our best selves into our totally messed up world. How would that ripple through and change everyone around us? And that concept is actually what drives Ted Lasso and what makes it so transcendently wonderful. Um, while sure, the pilot starts out with a formula, right? We've got the baddie bad team owner, We've got the, we've got the coach who's so clueless he doesn't even know the terminology of soccer. Uh, we've got the nasty, nasty, selfish uh, player. We've got the angry old vet. Sure, we've got these cliches going on, right? And we've got all the traditional layers of conflict. But what's so interesting is that as the season goes on, rather than building on that conflict in the traditional way, rather than building the fight that we're always taught that we need to build in a script, Ted Lasso does the opposite. Ted Lasso actually diffuses the conflict. By the time the first season is done, the owner of the team has not only decided that she wants to win, she's actually become a better person and a real friend to both Ted and Akili. And she's become that person through Ted's refusal to swerve from his real beliefs about how we should be in the world. By the time we get to the end of the first season, the selfish, nasty player is not only no longer on the team, but he's also been humanized as a product of abuse. And Ted has a genuine desire to help him. By the time we get to the end of the first season, the grizzly veteran who can't accept that he can no longer play soccer has both achieved the heroism that he longs for and stepped away from the game. By the time we get to the end of the first season, the wife that Ted is trying so hard to hold on to, he is let free 
living up to his own values. By the time we get to the end of the first season, rather than building a crescendo of conflict, Jason Sudeikis and his team of writers have built a crescendo of love. And I hope that this is inspiring to you because as writers, we are all Ted Lasso. We are all that that voice crying out in the wilderness. We are all that voice saying, this is who I want to be. These are my values. And from the things that we write, those values spill out and they affect the people around us and they affect our viewers and they actually change the mythology of our world. They inspire and shape and change us. And so often we're told that we're supposed to play this formulaic role, right? You're a, uh, a soccer coach. You're supposed to win. The game is supposed to be everything. You're a screenwriter. You're supposed to play by these rules. You're supposed to have this hook. Hey, it's a sports movie. Shouldn't we be seeing a lot of soccer scenes? And your job as a screenwriter is to say, no, it's not about the idea. It's about what I want to say. It's not about the idea. It's about what in this idea is moving to me. It's not about the idea and the rules and the formula and the tricks and the way that we package things to sell them. It's about what do I want to actually put out into the universe? What is the thing that I'm looking at that no one else is seeing? What is the question that I'm asking that I'm curious about? What is the wish that I wish could be fulfilled? I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to study with me, you can join me every Thursday night for free. If you go to writeyourscreenplay.com slash Thursday, you can join me for Thursday Night Writes. If you're able to make a donation, we're grateful. We'll match it and we will donate it to our scholarship fund where we use it to allow students who otherwise couldn't afford to attend our programs to attend. If you can't afford to make a donation, come with a smile. Come with your creativity, join our community, learn about screenwriting, do some writing exercises. You can find all of that as well as transcripts of this and all of our podcasts on my website, writeyourscreenplay.com.